Welcome to this podcast that is all about funding. From grants to crowdfunding, I will be answering questions and providing tips and advice on how to best move forward in securing grants and funding for your nonprofit, research, or business. My name is Holly Rustic, and I'm creator of WeGo Consulting and Amazon best-selling author for wish-granted tips, tools, and templates to write a winning grant. Want to get more grant writing and funding resources, books, and online courses? Visit www.grantwritingandfunding.com or wegogrants.com. Check out our free templates. Or if you have any grant writing or funding questions, you can always send me an email at hollywego at gmail.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-W-E-G-O at gmail.com. I'm excited to hear from you and to try my best to answer any questions so that you can increase your funding and impact your community and the world at large. So let's get started because money can be groovy. Hey, changemakers. Welcome back. We are here with another week of Grant Writing and Funding Podcast. All right, guys. So um, as I mentioned in the previous uh, podcast, we do have a membership coming up. So we will be having a Changemaker membership where you will be able to access sample grant applications that have actually been awarded. Um, You'll also be able to have an archive of different videos on different kinds of funding strategies like grant writing, grant research, all types of great things to keep your nonprofit really up to speed on the latest and the greatest in the grant writing and funding world. We also have a list of checklists and we've had requests too for information on how to have all the templates on to start a nonprofit. So we'll have a 501c3 section with some sample bylaws, sample articles of incorporation, sample conflict of interest, all of these great things that you need to be able to go ahead and incorporate in your state. All right, guys, so that will be coming up. If you want to be on the beta group and take advantage of the $27 per month payment that we have going on for the membership, then you can go ahead and email me at hollywego at gmail.com and let me know you want to be on the wait list. We will be releasing that within the next couple of weeks and the price will go up. So if you want to get on the wait list and you want to go ahead and take advantage of that price, um, which is great, then you can go ahead and let me know and you will be... um, you'll you'll have that price. Um, Even when it goes up, you will still be at the $27 per month. So it's a great time to get in on the beta group. Um, The other thing too I forgot to mention is that you will also have great hefty discounts to the services that we offer at WeGo. We have a very high success rate in attaining and winning grants. We do lots of research. We actually, you know, we we pay a lot of money so we can access different databases and really do the right research looking at 990s and going into depth and really finding the best fit grants for you. So we do offer some different services as far as grant research, grant writing, both on foundation and federal grants. Um, So you can avail of that high discount when you are a member. Anyways, so just let me know once again, send me an email to get on the wait list, hollywego at gmail.com. We will be rolling that out very shortly. So I'm super excited about that. Anyway, so let's go ahead and get into this, this week's podcast. And this is a little bit different than usual, but I'd like to start doing this more often. And this is where I, because I do, I, you know, I get a couple of questions every single day from different people out there, you guys, all you change makers. Um, and, you know, I do my best to answer them all, but I think when I get questions, I get very similar, sometimes the exact same questions. It's one of those things where, you know, I really want to be able to reply to more people um, because I know 
more people than just the one has the same question. So this is going out to Susan Silverman. She is a president and CEO of the Women's Tax Resolution Center Incorporated in California. Very, very cool nonprofit that helps women in need who really need to have, you know, different kinds of tax information and they just can't afford it, right? So this is a great way for them to take advantage of these services and to really be able to understand their tax situations, um, you know, when going through harder times. And I just, I love this. I love this opportunity because, you know, whether we like it or not, there's still a glass ceiling out there in a lot of ways. But um, yeah, I mean, this is great. A lot of women still need these services. Um, so I'm really happy that Susan has went ahead and started this nonprofit. Very, very cool. So you can check her out on Facebook and on Instagram. She's got some great stuff going on. Anyways, here's Susan's question. My challenge is we are very small and new nonprofit and don't have enough of a track record for grants. Do you have any thoughts on how we could get that first grant. So I went ahead and answered it through email and I said, hey, can I share this on the podcast? And she said, absolutely. But I've also added a couple more tips. So I hope you're listening, Susan, as I've had a little bit more time to think about this and um, look into other options and just remember some. So anyways, here we go. So I have come up with six main ways on what she can do. So those of you who are very small, new nonprofits, maybe you've only had a couple of grants, maybe you haven't had any grants, this is gonna help you out. So first off, what I want to say uh, is that grants are not the only type of funding you can get that demonstrate a track record. Fundraising, creating revenue streams, such as services or selling products, um, events, crowdfunding, donor contributions, and basically any other way of getting funding and running projects are great ways to strengthen your track record. This shows community support, your passion and efforts, right? You have an idea and you can follow through. And very importantly, that you know how to manage money. Funding sources do not just want to see that you have received grants. They want to know that you know how to manage money and projects as well as people, right? So any other fundraising strategy is good as well so that the grant funders can see that you are managing money and projects and are developing relationships that include community support. So go out there, still look at other ways of getting funding while you're applying for grants. You don't need to have 10 million grants under your belt before you apply for your first one. The second option is to apply for small amounts for specific projects to foundations in your geographic or mission-specific area. So they could either be like right in your, your town or your city or your region, you know, these foundations that are there, or they might be halfway across the country or all the way across the country, but say if you are a certain type of religious uh, nonprofit, right? So out here on Guam, we have Pacific Islands University. They are a very specific uh you know, non-denominational focused nonprofit. So when we've been doing grant research for them, we've also been looking not just on Guam, we want to, you know, get bigger than that. And we're looking at different foundations in the States that are that exact same religion and fund that specific religion, um, nonprofits in that certain religion. So those are different things that you can think about. It's not only in your geographic area, but it's either that, because that's always, hey, we're neighbors, buddy, you know what I mean? So that, that's very helpful. But the other thing is to say, are you, do you have that same mission? 
All right, so you can use foundation directory online. There is a free version. It's not super comprehensive, but it will definitely give you some broad information that you can do a little more research. Of course, you can always use Google, right? Or you can subscribe to funding directories to find basic information about local foundations that target your demographic or project task. Now, the thing is, you know, if you haven't gotten a lot of funding under your belt yet, to ask for smaller amounts, even 1,000 to 5,000, right? Just ask for smaller amounts to fund a very specific project so you can start building your portfolio. Okay, number three. A third option is to, to do an association tour, is what I like to call it, at all of the local Rotary Clubs, Chambers, and other associations. So a lot of times they are looking for different nonprofits, these different associations, right? They want to highlight different nonprofits. And if you can speak for even three to five minutes, you can get your nonprofit in the periphery. So the specific organization may not fund you, but those many board members for foundations, right, are also involved in these clubs. So they're involved in these associations. So if you're in a room, say, of 200 people or 500 people, you know, maybe at a Chamber of Commerce event, a lot of those people in the room are also on boards. Those are the type of people that also serve on boards of foundations. So get out there, go to your local uh, Rotary Clubs, go to your different chambers, go to all of these different associations and try to get a little slot because they're always looking at ways of how, what's the community doing? What are nonprofits doing? They're actually interested. So you can definitely get a platform. Fourth option is to see if you or anyone from your nonprofit, including your board members, know any board members on foundations and directly start to build relationships in that capacity. So maybe you know someone that's on a, a foundations board, right? Or maybe some of your board members, they may know somebody that, you know, it's at the seven degrees, right? We're all related somehow. So try to find somebody that knows somebody that serves on a board of a foundation because sometimes foundations do not accept solicitations, but if you know someone on the board, you might be able to convince them to consider your nonprofit at least to send in a letter of interest. So it's not all of a sudden a cold call. Now it's more of a warm, you know, kind of approach. A fifth way is to start applying for federal grants that are a good fit through grants.gov. Now there's not really nepotism here with grants.gov, but you will have to demonstrate the ability to handle projects and money. So refer back to point one on first doing other types of funding. So even on grants.gov, you could apply for a grant, maybe it's 25,000, maybe it's a couple hundred thousand, but if you've already been able to raise money and not necessarily grants, but get money under your belt from fundraising events, crowdfunding, donors, all of that stuff, then as long as you have that, you may be able to get those grants. Okay, and a sixth and final way is to partner with a larger nonprofit and to be a subgrantee. And this way you can leverage the more established nonprofit's credibility, but you can also build up your reputation since you will be sub-operating a grant. In some cities or regions, there are actually nonprofit umbrellas set up to help build up capacity for smaller nonprofits. This includes being able to utilize an umbrella's 501c3 nonprofit status or their grants management archive. So if you're applying for a grant, you might say, let's just be a subgrantee underneath this larger organization. But as a subgrantee, we can start putting that on our portfolio that we operated this portion of a grant. Okay, so there you go. All in all, those are some ways to help establish yourself as a credible organization 
even though you have just started up, Susan. So there you go. So I know it can feel like a catch-22 when you first start out and you're trying to get grants, but these options can get you out of the stuck between a rock and a hard place, you know, kind of a thing, and into actually receiving grants. And remember, it's okay if you start small. It's okay if you get 1,000 and then you get 5,000. It's just gonna keep building. And that's the thing. Foundations and, and federal grantors, any kind of grant funders, they just really want you know, that's their money, right? And they want to know that you can spend it well and that you're going to do what you say you're going to do with the money. So you really just need to demonstrate that that's what you've been doing. All right, guys. So I will see you next week. And please, um, your questions, I might ask you if you send me a question. Hey, do you mind if I use this on the podcast? Because a lot of other people might have that same question. And I just hope that you say, yeah. All right, guys. So um, in the meantime, you can email me once again. That beta group will be starting up for the membership. So please send me an email, hollywego at gmail.com if you want to get on the wait list in NFX. Great, great deal. All right, guys. I'll see you again. And have a fabulous, fabulous week. All right. Thank you for listening to today's show. As always, please feel free to send me an email if you have any grant writing or funding questions to hollywego at gmail.com. If you enjoy listening to the grant writing and funding podcast, then I would love to ask you a favor. Please leave a review on iTunes or SoundCloud. Thanks again for listening and go get funded.